Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Kettlecast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, we'll be talking about the Hawks' 120-108 to win over the Chicago Bulls. Zach Levine goes absolutely supernova in the first half, but the Hawks are able to track down the Bulls and get the win in State Farm Arena. Without further ado, let's get into it. Coming off that brutal loss to the Memphis Grizzlies, the Hawks came in Friday night against the Chicago Bulls looking to stop any sort of slide and get onto the winning streak. The Bulls came in on a back-to-back after a win the night before, and Zach Lafine got started and scored the first 10 points for the Chicago Bulls, and he did not stop there. The Hawks had no answer for Zach Lafine in the first half, and it looked like he might run away with the game by himself. The Hawks were outscored in the first quarter 33-25 to and outscored in the second quarter 33-28. to They didn't do anything to try to slow down Zach in that first half. They threw a couple different defenders at him, whether it was Kevin Herter, Solomon Hill, Tony Snell. They threw everybody they could, Bogdan Bogdanovich. But uh, Zach Levine just had it going, and especially he had it going. He was over 20 points in the second quarter. And then in the second half of the second quarter, he got his three-pointer working, and he was just on automatic. I mean, he was throwing up shots and not even looking to see that if they went in. He knew they were going in. Um, but the, Haw- the Hawks were ultimately outscored by 13 in the first half, 66-53. to 53. And that's the type of performance that Coach Nate McMillan is just not going to stand for. And the Hawks came back, and they were able to reel in the Chicago Bulls in the second half. They did a much better job on Zach Levine. The Bulls were probably kind of exhausted on the second night of a back-to-back. But the Hawks reeled them in. Danilo Gallinari got rolling, and the Hawks were ultimately able to get the win in Atlanta. The Hawks would, after being outscored in both of those periods in the first half, the Hawks would score over 30 points in both periods in the second half. They'd score 33 in the third and 34 in the fourth to ultimately get that victory at 120-108. to They would hold Zach Levine after he scored 39 points in the first half. I'm not exaggerating at all. 39 points in the first half. They held Zach Levine to 11 in the second half. And they did that through a combination of just throwing multiple bodies at him and getting the ball out of his hands early, not even letting him bring the ball up the court. But the Hawks were doing everything they could just to prevent Zach Levine from going one on five and beating the Hawks. Now the Bulls were coming in. And this is the new look Bulls. They have Nikola Vucevic, who they traded for from the Magic. And Vucevic had a pretty nice game. He was 11 of 19 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3, including one bomb that he made right at the end of the shot clock. That was just a wild shot. He ended the game with 25 points and then a double-double with 10 rebounds, three of those offensive. And um, him and Zach Levine, I mean, the Bulls got a big contribution from Zach Levine, who dropped 50 on the Hawks. 25 from Nikola Vucevic, 11 from Kobe White, and that was a big scoring output for for the Bulls. And, uh, you know, it looked like early on that the Hawks were not going to be able to stop that onslaught, and it was going to, you know, take that one-game losing streak and maybe turn the slide into something more. But the Hawks had got Clint Cabela back, they got Danilo Gallinari back, and both of those players would be huge in this game. Trey Young, of course, would be at the head of any sort of comeback that the Hawks had. And while he had a solid first half, Trey would come out and have an even better second half. Trey was 7 of 13, didn't make any threes, was 4 of 4 from the free throw line in the first half for 18 points. He came out in the second half and he was 8 of 12, made 1 of 2 threes, and then 7 of 10 from the free throw line for 24 points. 
And Trey didn't match Zach Levine's 50 points, but getting 42 points and nine assists is pretty dang close. And um, Trey was able to get to his floater kind of at will against the Bulls. The Bulls were really running Trey off the three-point line, trying to not allow the Hawks superstar to beat him from there. And Trey was really taking, getting into that floater range. And when Trey's in the floater range, that means that the defense has to decide whether they're going to block his shot or try to guard against the alley-oop. And Trey had both working. He had alley-oops to Clint Capella. They started the game with an alley-oop to Red Velvet. Yeah, that's right. Kevin Herter got a dunk to start the game. Um, and Akonglu had a really nice stint of 11 minutes. But uh, Trey Young was able to get into his bag. And really, at the end of the game, it was nice to see how excited Trey was about the Hawks' win. Um, he was frustrated when uh, Zach Levine couldn't be stopped. It was clear that Trey was hurt. He seemed to be hobbling up and down the court. And then in that second half, he just came alive, was able to get to his little floater shot. His floater was falling for the Hawks. And those 24 points in the uh, second half was huge for this Atlanta Hawks team. But uh, it's funny, looking at the stats, both teams were very close. It was uh, 40. The Hawks were 47 of 84 from the field, 7 of 27 at the 3. That three-point line was really where the Bulls hurt the Hawks. The the Chicago Bulls were 41 of 86 from the field, 13 of 33 from 3, 39% to the Hawks' 26%. Both teams, the Hawks had 23 free throws. They made 19. The Bulls had 14 free throws. They made 13 of those. The Hawks were able to finally out-rebound the the Bulls. Again, most of those would come behind the back of Clint Capella, 41-38. to 38. And both teams had 25 assists. Both teams had, you know, over nine turnovers. The Hawks had nine turnovers. The Bulls had 13. Um, the Hawks had seven steals. The Bulls had six. You know, this was right on a razor's edge. The, the Hawks had a ton of points in the paint. Again, the Chicago Bulls beat the Hawks at the three-point line. But Trey Young and the Hawks really took advantage in the paint to the tune of uh, beating the Bulls 66-46 to in the paint, and that probably was the deciding factor in the game. The Hawks also got Danilo Gallinari back, and he did not, uh, you know, he did not look like he had any rest. Well, I take that back. Through the first three quarters, Danilo did not look himself, and it seemed like he was going to not be able to hit a three. In the first half, Danilo was one of six from the field, one of two from three-point land for three points. Um, Danilo would get going in the second half and specifically in the fourth quarter. Gallinari had 15 points in the fourth quarter and would be a huge reason of why the Hawks were able to put this game away late. The Hawks didn't get their first lead against Chicago until under a minute to go in the third quarter. And it was just a struggle. You see this every time in the NBA. It's so tough just to tie the team. If you've gotten down by a lot, the Hawks were down 13 at the half. Um, it felt like Zach Levine was getting anything he wanted. He was making shots. He was double teamed in that first half. He was just making shots wherever he wanted. It, it felt like the Hawks couldn't stop him. He had the Bulls' first two points in the second half, and I was like, you know, this kid might go for 70 points. But the Hawks started to throw two defenders at Zach Levine, started to throw three defenders at him. And then the Hawks just got hot and really started really playing well in the third and fourth quarters. Ultimately, the Hawks would outscore – Chicago 33 to 18 in that third quarter and then 34 to 24 in the fourth quarter to get the big win in um at State Farm Arena and lift their record to 28 and 25 again push themselves up to three games over 500 but the Hawks got big performance up and down the roster to get this win and it was a really big win the Hawks go into the weekend going to going to Charlotte to play the Hornets and 
getting a win, not letting this uh, losing streak stretch to any more than one game, you know, that is really what Coach McMillan is looking for. So let's look at what the Hawks did up and down the roster. It starts with Trey Young. He was 15 of 25, only one of six from threes, 11 of 14 at the free throw line. It's good to see Trey get to the free throw line as many times as he did. He had sort of, you know, had a lot of games where he's only getting there six times, eight times, four times. And to see Trey really making an effort to get to the basket, and even when he wasn't getting the foul call, converting on his shots was really huge. He ended the night with 42 points, eight rebounds, nine assists, and only four turnovers. Again, any time that Trey Young can be very positive on that uh, assist-to-turnover ratio, it's really good for the Hawks. Clint Capella came back, and he was 10 of 12, only missed two shots, 10 of 12 from the field, two of three on his free throws for 22 points. He had 10 rebounds and one block. Kevin Herter started the game with a dunk. He started the second half. He scored first for the Hawks. He was 5 of 8 from the field, 1 of 4 from 3 for 11 points, had 2 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, and a block. Bogdan Bogdanovich had his uh, lowest scoring game in the last few games he had started. He was only 5 of 10 from the field, didn't make a 3-pointer for 10 points. He did have 4 rebounds, 2 assists, and 1 block. It was a quiet game from Bogdan, but he was part of the effort in the second half to help the Hawks get back into this game and ultimately get the W. And then Solomon Hill didn't score any points, but he had three rebounds, one assist, and one steal. Now off the bench, the Hawks got a huge contribution from Danilo Gallinari. He was only 6 of 16 from the field, but 4 of 8 from 3. He made all his free throws, 4 of those for 20 points. He had 6 rebounds, an assist, and 2 steals. And again, 15 of those points came in the fourth quarter when it came to winning time. And, you know, the Hawks had really struggled to not only just tie this, but eventually get the lead. And it took all the way through the basically entire third quarter for the Hawks to make that and to finally get a lead. And then Gallo was really part of the effort to not only just get the lead, but stretch the lead from two to four to seven, push this lead out. So ultimately at the end of the game, even when Zach Levine got his last dunk to put him at 50 points, the Hawks were up enough where it didn't matter. And they were able to get a comfortable 120 to 108 lead. Lou Williams, I thought, kind of had a quiet night compared to what we've come to expect from Lou since the trade deadline. He was 3 of 7, 1 of 3 from 3. He had 9 points. He did have 5 assists, and Lou Williams knows how to find the young men in the paint. Uh, Aneka Okongwu had a couple of um, dunks just off of assists from Lou Williams, and Clint Capella as well has some dunks off of Lou Williams' assists. Tony Snell was injured in this game. He went back into the... Uh, he went straight back after he got injured. He sprained his ankle, um, and Nate McMillan said after the game he was going to Tony Snell was going to get an MRI that they would find out what was wrong with him tomorrow. But Tony Snell was 0 of 1 from the field. He had three rebounds and one assist. And then finally, Aneko Kongu played 11 minutes. He was 3 of 3, had five rebounds. He did have four fouls in those 11 minutes, but it was good to see Aneko Kongu come in and really take advantage again. He looks so much more confident in these last few minutes these last few games that he's played, um, and it's good to see him just throw down some dunks and really be good out there. You know, the four fouls, not what you want from your young young center, but that's just where he's going to have to learn what's a foul, what's not, how is he going to be able to be come in on the def- defensive side of the ball and make a real impact. But uh, good minutes from the rookie. On the Bulls' side of the ball, my lord, Zach Levine. Dude was just on fire from the get-go. He was 18 of 31 from the field, 7 of 12 from three. All of his threes were in the first half. He was 7 of 8 from the free-throw line for 50 points. He had eight rebounds, five assists, a steal, 
Um, he just was getting wherever he wanted to. It didn't matter who the Hawks threw at him, whether it was Kevin Herter, Solomon Hill, Tony Snell. It just did not matter. Zach Levine was able to get to the basket. Uh, to go watch him at the end of the first half, just make three-pointer after three-pointer after three-pointer. I mean, 39 points and a half. That that was the most points scored in a half by any one player in the NBA this season. Um, just incredible shot-making from Zach Levine. And, you know, I don't know if he just ran out of gas on the second night of a back-to-back or the fact that the Hawks were starting to throw two or three players at him to get the ball out of his hands. But Zach Levine was just – it was disheartening because you're like, you know what, if this guy's going to go off for 78 points, you know, the Hawks are just going to lose. There's no way you can defend that. And in the first half, Zach Levine was playing that well. He was doing that by himself, um, and it was just terrifying to watch. Um, Nikola Vucevic was 11 of 19, 3 of 5 from three-point land, had 25 points, 10 rebounds for a double-double. And then Kobe White off the bench, 4 of 11, 1 of 5 on threes, had 11 points, a rebound, 4 assists, and a steal. It looked like Kobe White might get going in the fourth quarter, but after making a shot, a couple free throws, and a three-pointer, the Hawks were able to lock down on Kobe White and really limit what the Bulls were able to do in that fourth quarter. Um, Finally, the Bulls' starting point guard, Thomas Sadoransky, had 10 assists and no points. Um, and that was kind of the, the entirety of the Bulls and those four players. But, uh, you know, really good to see the Hawks come back. And, you know, they were down 13 in the first half. And for as good as Zach Levine had shot, being down 13 is being down 13. It's tough to come back from that in the NBA. And the Hawks, you know, did not get mad at themselves. They changed their defense. There was a concerted effort to get the ball out of Zach Levine's hands. And then Trey Young just did what you want your star player to do. Took it upon himself and made a lot of shots and also made the right plays and got got guys shots in the places that they wanted to get shots. So just a big win for the Hawks and one where, you know, they didn't let one loss, a tough loss to the Memphis Grizzlies, turn into two. They took a team that was coming in on the second night of a back-to-back and they took care of business and beat the Bulls. They now go on the road to face the Charlotte Hornets, who are missing LaMelo Ball and Gordon Hayward. And it's a chance to beat a division rival, to beat a team that's in your same conference, and to sort of solidify yourself in that fourth seed. We'll see if the Hawks are able to do that, but it was a big win. It was really good to see the Hawks come back after being down 13 at halftime and get the win, and really big to see Trey Young on a night where it looked like you know he could have been hurt and the Hawks really could have put it in the tank after the first half. And they came out and they made a decisive victory. So really good win for the Hawks. We'll see what they're able to do against the Charlotte Hornets. And the Kettlecast will be here to give you the wrap-up of that game after that. Go Hawks! Thank you for catching this episode of the Kettlecast. You can reach me at kettlecast at gmail.com. Go Hawks!